Welcome to NIL Undressed. I'm your host, Ryan Schockner, and we've got Dr. Cheney Robinson with us today. Hello, hello. We have a treat. Cheney and I have been really excited for this one for some time um, for really a number of reasons, but probably the most significant being he comes out of what Cheney and I refer to as Football Factory USA. So with an unconfirmed 37 active NFL players, Rock Hill, South Carolina native, Northwestern High School 2013 state champ, the winningest quarterback in Oklahoma state history, still holding over 54 school records, winner of the 2017 Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award, which not just measures the athletic performance, but really who you are as a person and what you do off the field. Third round pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers and currently entering his sixth NFL season and still representing Steeler Nation, Mason Rudolph. Mason, welcome to NIL Undressed. Thank you, guys. That was that was very, very kind intro, Ryan. I appreciate it. And uh, happy. thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. So we, we're going to start off with some rapid fire questions to have some fun and, and get us rolling. So. You know, Cheney and I were meeting with someone and we heard this 37 active NFL players out of Rock Hill. So we're going to say unconfirmed, but probably likely uh, more than any other city, you know, in, in the U.S. Is there something in the water in Rock Hill? Uh, there, there's definitely a um, just a unique, uh, unique culture of uh, football, um, football lovers and uh just, just uh, <clears throat> what a great place to grow up and go to school. And, you know, the, the competitive nature of the three high schools in town there was um, just, you know, priceless as a player to grow up in that. And, and even before I played to watch people that I looked up to, like Justin Worley and Cordero Patterson and Gilmore Clowney from the, uh, from the dark side of the, of the city. <laughs> um, you know, Chris Hope, Benjamin Watson. Um, all, all guys that I had a tremendous amount of respect for and, and have been able to um, sort of, you know, build relationships through, through their career. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, a lot of pride. Um, and and I've, I've always got plenty of ammunition when I, when I start to trash talk my current teammates about sort of where you're from and how good the football is in your hometown. Oh, absolutely. It's like, if there's, you know, they were searching for the fountain of youth, right? When the, uh, you know, the Spanish came over and it's like, if there's a fountain of football, uh, it's, it's in Rock Hill somewhere. So you can keep it secret for it. That's, that's all good. We'll let the locals, uh, drink from it. That's right. <laughs> Mason, I know when you, when you get home, uh, and it's not very often during the season, what is your go-to restaurant when you, when you get a chance to come home, where's the restaurant that, what's, what's the one you have to go to? Yeah, I there's you know there's probably two in Rock Hill that that aren't necessarily you know the healthiest spots, Brian, but they are uh, quite definitely you know extremely uh, tasty spots and, and places I grew up going to. So it's more of a one A one B for me. Um, you know, Wing Bones, right? Wing Bones there off Cherry Road and the Dixie Pig. Um, nice. Those are the two sort of cheap meal spots that are, you know, I want every, you know, if I'm there for an extended amount of time that we, we got to pick, pick up some, some honey, some, uh, you know, 
fingers rolled in honey hot and some cheese fries from wing bones and then some uh pulled pork from Dixie pig so uh those are my spots there you go so, what, so what's your go-to sauce at Dixie pig I'm you know I'm I'm sort of boring so I don't I don't get crazy spicy hot um so I think they but they've got just a you know tremendous you know I just house uh, barbecue sauce that they make there it's that's uh, never disappoints so I, I don't remember the, ex- the exact name but but just the Dixie pigs uh, you know BBQ rub is 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 always great there you go very cool all right we're in Stillwater we're going to a game to get the full game day experience where do we have to go eat and and um, what do we have to get yeah I think um you should yeah, you should go to um what's it called Eskimo Joe's right that's the the famous uh bar and grill there in town um world famous i mean we i might say world famous close to world famous we're gonna hype it up uh, dear friend of mine uh, tom holland is the gm and and so i i loved it i send people there whenever they go to town whenever they ask um great you know it's a great meal good environment big place i mean there's shoot there's probably you know i don't know two or three hundred tables in the, in the spot so oh, that's wow. great. And then you got um you know, I, I walked down the main drag there, um, uh, down, down Monroe, I believe it's called Monroe, uh, through campus, and then hit uh, our little sort of uh, bar and restaurant strip, college strip, and you got to go to you got to go to J.R. Murphy's and have a drink under underneath Neon Palms. That was our that was our spot um, in college. So a lot of good memories, but. Um, what a great it was a great place to go to school and and uh yeah, enjoy four years absolutely now we're going to stay in stillwater with this next question and you could it could be on the field locker room or just or stillwater in general what's your favorite memory with oklahoma state football um you know uh, that's that's tough i think um you know, uh, really every home game, it, we, we just had, it was a, such a different, I think a different, once you get to the NFL in college, there's such a, you know, the NFL is very much more formal. Got People have families and there's not as much social interaction with the guys because um, a long season, but um, in college you had, you know, I had such a great group of friends and one of our friends, father's, Gary Crabtree would put on this huge tailgate after home games with the big helmet inflated and chairs and tables and satellites with TVs and, you know, burgers and pulled pork and had a smoker the size of, you know, small minibus. And um, it, it was just a great spot. I, I You know, games wise, victories, um, beating Oklahoma my, my freshman year on the road was my first win and, and it was a, was a big one. And, um, and I think, I think beating, um, TCU at home, um, when they were undefeated and coming into Stillwater, we, we were undefeated. They were undefeated. Uh, they were higher ranked. I think they were two, two or three in the country while we were five or six beat them pretty handily. And then, and then, um, beating Texas every, every single year I was there. Oh yeah. The games I started, we were three and up versus, uh, Matthew McConaughey's Texas Longhorns. So <laughs> good, good memories there. So that's what I'd say. 
best part of playing for the Steelers? Um, man, I think, you know, the city is such a, I was, I was talking about this with a former teammate over the weekend who's played in different cities and just said like, until you go out, until you leave Pittsburgh and play for another team, you don't really realize that, you know, how much, how psychotic, how, you know, football crazy the town is, how much they live and, you know, live and die by it. Um, you know, LA, Miami, um, you know, Arizona, some of these cities, there's so many draws. There's so many great things to do there. You get the beach or, or um, different sports or, you know, film and, you know, Hollywood and art. And, um, and so, you know, I think it can be a blessing and a curse. Sometimes I think, I think of it as a blessing mostly here in Pittsburgh. It's just, you know, you got the penguins, the pirates and the Steelers and, and um, people just they're rabid about it. So that makes it fun. Uh, makes it fun playing here. But, but I think, and I think, you know, you, like my friend said, you take that for granted how much, you know, the team is valued you know, until you leave. So, um, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll understand what that's like if I, if I land so you know, if I decide to leave, but, um, you know, obviously Mike Tomlin, you know, what, what a great sort of a sports psychologist, uh, managed so many big time egos and personalities over my, uh, years I've been here and just a humble guy that, that very personal cares about you. Asks, Hey, Ryan, Hey, um, you know, Cheney, how's the family doing? How's your wife? How's your son's middle school hockey game? How'd, how'd that go? Did he, how many, how many, you know, goals did he have? I mean, he, he, he cares and he remembers and it's, it's not the fake fraudulent surface level stuff. The guy he's invested. So I think players always appreciate that. Yeah. And I think you, we always hear about the business of sports. And so to, to have that aspect is probably really unique inside the, um, you know, that, that NFL world. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of NIL. So what is that conversation? I know you've missed it just a couple of years, but what's that conversation like in the NFL locker room when it comes to NIL? Yeah. In, in the NFL locker room, I mean, I guess when it was just going on the third year where, the, where NIL has been, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Third year. Starting yeah. So, yeah, so I think you know when it when it initially was passed, uh, guys were you know there was plenty of conversations. But, you know, I wonder how much money I could have made, and you know, you know, happy for the players, but you know, dang, I I, I probably could have made some money, you know. And so right, um, and I guess you know I remember we were at a quarterback dinner with with the guys last year, and we had none of us had asked, and and I. We just we asked we asked Kenny how much he made in college. He's like, you know, we we're just curious. I mean, it, some guys are all over the spectrum, and depending on how big a school, obviously, you guys are experts in that. But so that was interesting to hear. And um, but yeah, no, no I, I, outside of that, um, you know, guys are concerned about making money at this level. But uh, oh yeah, but they definitely are uh, you know happy the way that it's that it's moving and and sort of wish that it might've happened, you know, a decade sooner. Right. Well, I think we all would agree that it should have, but you know, at least we have it now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you, you baited us into this uh, next question perfectly, right? So you're at that, you're at the quarterback dinner, right? And you have Kenny, you know, he's there and you ask him, 
you know, how much did he make in um, in NIL? And then he tells you, right? So I don't want to know the number. Um, but did that change what you ordered? Or did you did you go for like the, the top shelf scotch after that? Did you go surf and turf instead of just turf or increase the ounces on the steak? Uh, what did, did that did did the guys kind of you know go all in then on that dinner? They uh we did. I I think uh, <laughs> you know with, with with Kenny being a first round pick, we sort of already went into it knowing that we were gonna try to you know, make it uh expensive. And um so but but yeah, I think it was at that dinner that that question came up and and um so but no, I'd say that was towards the end of the meal, right? So we we were already we had already made a point to to, to run it up. Now had had he been a later round pick, right? You know, we all have the awareness to not um, kill his earnings for the year at in one <laughs> day. So, um, but but uh, but no, I, I I was you know the guys were giving me a hard time because I was I was sort of scarred with my experience in 2018 with uh, you know Ben. Uh, and how he, 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 I think he, he invited his parents. He invited former quarterbacks. I mean, it was probably a 10 to 15 person dinner and he's ordered the best wine, desserts, drinks. And so, um, I made sure, I mean, we had like, a, it was a table for four. So I, I, you know, I, I, I said, you know, I made sure the waiter brought me a bottle of Camus to go because I, I, it was only right that he was, you know, hazed, you know, <laughs> And um, so we we uh, <laughs> we had, we had a great time and and um, he 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 was very you know gracious and, and took care of everybody as he should. He's a rookie. Absolutely, yeah. It's his role. It's his role. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mason, you're, you're coming out of high school. What were your top three schools, and what was that criteria that was most important as you were making your final decision on where you wanted to go play college ball? Yeah, um, I think probably the top three would you know LSU was my first scholarship offer. Um, had a great relationship with with Coach Miles, and then um, you had uh, Oklahoma State, uh, obviously, and then I'd say Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss, Virginia Tech has three three A three B. Um, but uh, yeah, I, criteria. You know, I think um, you know who's the head coach. Who's your Who's your coordinator? You know, what's his philosophy? Um, you know, how, you know, how long do you think they're going to be there? Right? Is there a is the coach is the head coach on a hot seat? Is he going into a hot seat year? You know, is the coordinator? You know, such a talent that he may not be around. You know, very long. Um, a lot of it had to do with football, and and um, you know, it, it, obviously, I visited all th- three of those, four of those college towns. What's the feel like? You know, that's the culture. What's the head coach, you know, known for? And and um, so, yeah, um, th- those were the criteria, I think. Um, and, and you got to just – but there's no way of predicting, you know, any of that stuff, right, how long the coach yeah. is going to be there. And I just have to think about it, pray about it, and uh, pull the trigger. And there's never going to be a perfect spot. I mean, you got to go make it um, – you got to go make it, uh, you know, a – the right fit through the way you, you know, work and uh, conduct yourself. So that was my approach. 
So if you had that to do over again, and we're now in the NIL era, what would you, would the criteria change to help make the decision? Um, and, you know, what, what would, I guess, what would that new criteria uh, be if it would change? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, obviously NIL, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I know uh, Mike Yersich is at, at Penn State, who's my coordinator in college. They've got a system at Penn, at, at, uh, at uh, We Are, that, that goes like, I think, I think if you're a scholarship player as a, as a rookie, you're guaranteed $20,000, you know, 20, 40, 60, 80. So, um, you know, that's something like that. You're kidding yourself if that's not factoring into the, to the decision. Anyone with a brain would, would think about that. So, um, you know, it wouldn't be the number one priority. It wouldn't be the number one criteria for the decision. But I think, you know, you still got to look at coach fit. What's the quarterback room look like? Do they, do they have a bunch of, you know, studs that you think, you, you know, or is there a place where, you know, there's a few guys, there's going to be competition everywhere, but give a better chance to play early. So, um, yeah, that, I think, I think, um, the way people are guaranteeing money to quarterbacks these days, it's, um, well, especially that quarterback position, right? Because it's, it's really, I mean, it's obviously it's a team game, but we see games, you know, won or lost based on quality quarterback play. Um, so it's it's definitely a key position. So, so coming out, you know, that, you know, when you were coming out and you were, you, you know, you went to Oklahoma State and maybe even back at Northwestern. Did you think in your head like, hey, I want to make it to the NFL? Was that was that the the ultimate goal? Or when did that become a reality and when did that become a goal? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I, I, that was a dream and a goal. I wanted to play in the NFL, but, um, so you gotta have that. I think I had that vision, but, but, you know, every, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a long-term goal and a short-term goal having a great, you know, day at workouts, meetings, practice each and every day leading up to that. But yeah, I, I, that's what I, you know, that's, that was a dream and that's what I wanted to accomplish. But I also knew you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be darn good at the college level to get there. So, um, yes. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So you're in your sixth year in the league. And as you know, that's a long time. You, you, you beat the average. Um, and you've seen a lot of guys come, a lot of guys go, uh, you've seen good decisions and bad decisions being made with money, what advice would you give college and even some of these high school athletes that are they're earning NIL money on how to handle um, how to handle it? We want to thank our sponsor, Success Beyond Game Day. For many athletes, the last safe place was the locker room. They could be themselves and not be judged. Success Beyond Game Day creates a locker room community for athlete development. Partnering with individual athletes, high schools, athletic departments, college and pro teams on building their brands, understanding name, image, and likeness, how to get deals, and personal finance, all while leveraging a proprietary assessment that identifies core skills that athletes can leverage to create a competitive advantage, all while creating an environment where athletes can connect to push each other to greatness. Check it out at www.successbeyondgameday.com. Yeah, well, I I think, um, you know, hiring the right, you know, financial wealth management um, firm is, is important. And 
And, um, you know, I think budgeting, right. I mean, I, I, I still gotta, you know, kick myself sometimes month to month, but, uh, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, I think that would have been a challenge for me, right. Is do I go to, you know, the college bar and, you know, buy everyone in the whole place a tequila shot one night, or do I maybe save a little bit of that invested in something more, you know, long-term something, something with some longevity and some, and some return. But I, uh, you know, I think it, <laughs> so yeah, well, you know, I'm sure they made some foolish decisions, but at the same time, I would have liked to have thought that, you know, I would have saved a lot of it. So, um, yeah, wealth management, right. Um, I think it's, it's just so different, right. Cause you got some of the, you know, star players making a ton of money where you could really make some, you know, hefty investments, whether that be, you know, in the market or, or your real estate or other things that they want to do. Um, or if it's, you know, players maybe not making as much um, where, you know, uh, so yeah, I, th- I think having, having good counsel around you is important. And, um, and um, you know, no, no one's, no one's guaranteed the NFL, right. Even if you're a great college player, which I think is why, why it's so great um, because players, you know, who are high, highly, highly touted recruits who can go make guaranteed money. And um you know, if an injury happens, that's, they got that in their back pocket and, and they've already sort of, you know, a lot of these players making multi-million dollar um, deals, it's your change in your life in college. And, and um, I mean, what a, you know, no, you know, you're graduating regardless of whether you go to the NFL or not with, with, you know, no student, student loans to pay off and, and money in the bank. And so I think it's um, so much money, man, in, in college football, as you guys know, it's, it's, yeah. It's uh, I think it's right that you know the guys the guys get a get a cut. Absolutely. So part of our mission, you know, I'd say really what we do, it's it's in NIL, but it's athlete development, right? Part of our mission is to prevent that five to ten years that athletes spend after playing competitive athletics, you know, trying to figure out who they are outside of just that uh being that athlete. Um, and, and so we have a theory that if more kids knew about some of the business ideas and some of the stuff that the players that they look up to were actually getting involved in, it would help the development outside of just athletic skills at a, at a younger age. Um, so the question is, you know, what NFL guys that you played with or against um, that do you look up to? from the businesses and opportunities that they've created or are creating for whenever that, you know, life after the NFL uh, happens? Yeah. um, It's a great question. I I think um, off the top of my head, um, you know, Alejandro Villanueva uh, played with him for three years. Uh, The Pouncey brothers, Marquise and Mike, who are, uh, um, you know, entrepreneurs of so many things it seems right now. Joe Hayden. So <clears throat> those three guys, you know, Al, Big Al, Bill in the way that um, he, he's uh, went to, I mean, he went to Carnegie Mellon, got a, got a match, master's degree in, in um, business. Um, he, he's very much in the real estate game <clears throat> in the Miami, Miami area. Um, just bought a, uh, a fruit farm. He calls himself an organic fruit farmer now. He <laughs> got a, uh, I think a plot of land west of west of Miami um, 
and he's going to grow some grow some fruit. And I think I think it's already a piece of property he bought uh, has fruit there, but um, I think he's going to plans to sell locally, <clears throat> may distribute as well, or may sell to a distributor. But um, so real estate, you know, the farming aspect, uh, the Pouncey brothers um, have done you know well in the in the liquor, the, the distilling business. I think they did they distill and sell a number of number of liquors. Um, they're also, you know, real estate big time. And then Joe Hayden, who's told the story a couple of years ago to, to some, some teammates about, it was, a, it was a friend of his in Cleveland when he was with the Browns, those first, you know, five to seven years um, that founded StockX.com, the shoe, you know, sort of the, the eBay for high quality, you know, collectible Jordans or any sort of a shoe that's maybe hard to get. And um, he had a passion for that. And, and there, uh, there was a, you know, an entrepreneur in the town didn't play football who they went in on it together. And I think, I think they sold StockX to another group a few years ago and, and Joe made, you know, um, 10 or so million dollars off that initial investment. So, um, you know, those are, I think those are once in a lifetime you know, deals where you, you, you just hit the, the, the jackpot. But I think those are, those are guys that I looked up to who were veterans who had stuff going on. They were, they were thinking about, you know, they, they used the off season time to ponder, you know, what, what am I interested in? Um, you know, now people like Joe and, and the penalties, you know, probably don't ever have to have to work again, you know, if they, so I think, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a spectrum of, how much wealth have you created to where you you don't really have to do anything? Those guys want to do things because they're competitive, and I think that spirit has made them be successful. But yeah, there's a lot of different stuff you can do, and those are some of the guys I admire. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it it's interesting because they you know they connected with people that helped them think differently, helped them you know piece some of these ideas together. And just like you mentioned with, you know, these kids that are at the high school, college level level that are getting, you know, these paydays, it's the, it's that counsel that you get and you can, you know, look ahead and get elevated advice, right. For people that are, you know, a couple steps ahead of you, um, or you can, you know, look backwards and, and, you know, and people that maybe don't have the experience and all that. And it's getting advice and getting around the right group to help, you know, push you, push you forward. It sounds like that's kind of what they did with, with their business uh, endeavors. Yeah, no, absolutely. They were gracious to, you know, pass on some of that knowledge to, to the younger, the younger crowd. Yeah. And Mason, not that we're trying to speak this into existence, but what are you doing to leverage the platform you have now to create, create opportunities for yourself? or life after football? Yeah. Um, I think there's, um, you know, uh, off the top of the head, there, there's a project I'm working on with, with a dear friend and, and um, big donor at Oklahoma state, who's uh, sort of quarterbacking the, <clears throat> the NIL fund at, at Oklahoma state, a guy named Ken Novotny, um, who is put, putting, he's a, he's a computer geek. At, at, by profession and at heart, not a guy you would ever think is a geek. He's one of the most athletic dudes I've met, but um, he's putting together an NFT program at Oklahoma State and he's developed a software that uh, 
that is sort of you know screenshot. It's it's, it's a software that you 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 uh, download that where you can't screenshot and, and, the, and the images very much do stay you know authentic. And um, so he's he's in that space, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but I I got involved and and um, you know a lot of the proceeds going back to to Oklahoma State football or or you know, so they're 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 getting some former athletes. Of all, of all sports um, involved there to generate some money for the NIL fund and, and then also, um, you know, a charity or uh, of their choosing. So that um, I've got some other things in the works in Stillwater um, as well. And then, and then, um, you know, I, I, I've always, my dad's in commercial real estate in the Carolinas. And so I sort of grew up with a great, um, you know, person to, uh, biggest brain in that, in that industry. And, um, I've gotten involved in some, some deals in that, in that world. But, um, yeah, I think, I think, um, uh, right now, um, I, I, I don't have any, you know, a lot of guys have a restaurant or a car wash or I've, I'm typically pretty, pretty conservative, you know, real estate market, um, you know, uh, the NFL, uh, matches your 401k two to one. I mean, it's, it's a quite a, quite an opportunity to max that out each, each and every year. Um, but, but I, uh, there's a lot of philanthropic things I get involved with in, in, in the hometown of Rock Hill here in Pittsburgh, but that's kind of, that's kind of what I, who I am, at, you know, at that level. Yeah. Very cool. What, uh, what can we expect from Oklahoma state this year? Yeah, I think, um, It'll be exciting. I, I know there was quite a bit of turnover with the portal, yeah, the transfer portal, you know, this off season and a lot of new faces, a lot of old guys left. Um, and I spoke with coach with Mike Gundy, we stay in touch. And he was just telling me how, you know, how crazy it's gotten and how much, how much turnover and, you know, not only recruiting, you know, players out of high school, but you're sort of trying to keep the guys you have there in fear of them maybe getting, pulled away to a, to a school who can pay them more. Um, and then you get, you also have to, at the same time, you gotta, you gotta be on the lookout for guys at other schools that you may feel like they need an opportunity at, at, at a bigger uh, program like Oklahoma state. So I don't know how that, I don't know how they sleep. People ask me, do you want to, do you want to coach with that? No, I, I, I love football, but I, I sort of want to see my kids when I have them. And, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I know, I know a lot of the wives of these coaches that are, you know, um, that are, you know, that they want to see their husbands and they want to spend time with them. And, it, and it's, it's just such a, such a time investment when you're a coach because you're recruiting your co. I mean, it's just so, so I feel, I feel for the wives. I feel for the, you know, the, the kids, <laughs> you know, Mike does a great job, of, you know, I mean, spending time with his family, but it's tough. I mean, it's, it's a full-time job and, um, he does a great job. Awesome. Mason, hey, thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, best of luck uh, this coming season. And everybody, thank you for joining us on NIL Undressed. As always, every like, subscribe, and share is greatly appreciated. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. And uh, best of luck to you guys in, 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 your, in your space. And uh, I'm sure you'll keep, keep doing well.